0: This is Anne with the God Has His Podcast, where we lean on God for understanding, direction, and encouragement. When my son was four years old, we moved to a newly developing neighborhood. There were a few houses and a lot of vacant lots. There was ongoing construction on some of the lots, and I was always wary that my children would wander to these busy areas, or that they would get lost because this was a new area for all of us. Our house was situated next to one family and across the street from another. I called these three houses the Triangle. The nearest house was several lots away and on a different street. My children were all young, but my four-year-old was the youngest. With all of the construction going on and being relatively new to the area, all of my children knew to only go to the house across the street or the neighbor's house. Stay in the Triangle, period. As an overprotective mother, I constantly reminded them of this rule, and in my mind, there was never a sliver of confusion. One day, after church, before going to lunch, we stopped by the house to let the dog outside to do her business. When it was time to collect everyone again to get in the car, Christopher was nowhere to be found. We looked upstairs, we looked in the bathroom, we looked in the backyard, the garage, the attic, the car where was he? At first, I was annoyed, but then when we couldn't find him, I started to worry. I tried not to panic, but every single minute turned into five in my mind. We checked the the across-the-street neighbor, they weren't home. The next-door neighbor, they weren't home. Where could he be? Panic started to set in. I was imagining the worst, the absolute worst worst. Someone suggested maybe he was at the house on the street next street over. I said, no way. He he doesn't really know those kids and he only knows to go to the approved houses, you know, the triangle. Besides, it was several lots away and on the next street. We hadn't been home that long. My thoughts were racing. Maybe a construction person grabbed him. He was always so friendly, you know? He would be the kid helping the stranger with the quote-unquote lost dog. By the time I was ready to call the police, my daughter came running. Mom, I found him! He had indeed been to the neighbor's house on the next street. You know, the one he wasn't supposed to go to without me knowing, and the one whose kids he didn't know that well? Yeah, that one. I was on the front porch waiting for him in part aggravated for not following the rules, but mostly relieved. My heart was racing and beating outside of my chest with anticipation of seeing him and thinking, what would I say? Should I scold him for not letting us know where he was? Should I show him relief because he had been lost? I wasn't exactly sure of what I would say or how I would react. Now, Christopher was a curious little fellow with a shock of blonde curls and the bluest eyes you have ever seen. Cherubic, really. Once he got to the house and stood in front of me with those big blue eyes and that infectious smile, all I could feel was a deep sense of calm and unconditional love. I looked at him, tears forming and welling up in my eyes, and I asked him, Where have you been? I did not know where you were. He just looked at me with no hint of understanding of the panic that had ensued at his disappearance. He politely said, but mom, I knew where I was. So the question for today is, where are you? God asked this very question of Adam and Eve and of Elijah. Adam and Eve have enjoyed the bliss in the Garden of Eden until they ate of the apple. They found themselves ashamed and covered themselves with leaves. God asked them, where are you? Indeed, he knew where they were, but wanted them to discover for themselves the condition of their souls and to realize the distance they had placed between them and God through sin. He wanted them to see that they could return to Him instead of relying on themselves. Elijah had honored all of God's instructions through directed isolation, famine, and uncertainty and provision, but trusted Him completely. He was focused and purpose-driven. But... Towards the end of his journey, he was completely worn out and became disillusioned at the results he was seeing. When Elijah had wandered by himself to a cave at Mount Horeb, God asked Elijah, What are you doing here? Once again, he knew the answer, but wanted to reassure Elijah that he was on the wrong path, but that he would never leave him. He redirected his focus and his path to follow him once again. You see, he already knows where we are. But sometimes he asks us these questions so we can search within ourselves and discover the state of our souls, to be honest with ourselves and seek his guidance. So where are you today? What are you doing there? Are you like Adam and Eve, the ones who have left his presence in order to follow their own desires? Do you find yourself in a place, circumstance, or situation that seems impossible to climb out of? Well, it isn't. It is never too late to turn to him. Come to the altar. His arms are open wide. He will always welcome you home with a robe and a ring, just glad you have returned and with rejoicing. Or maybe you're in a fog with no clarity, and you find yourself sympathizing with Elijah who is sitting in a cave waiting to die. Bad news, things out of your control, or just a general malaise may be on your plate right now. You are feeling numb and without purpose seek his face. He will shine his light upon you and he will grant you his vision. He will grant you the strength to take that first step towards him and see your surroundings and circumstances through a different lens, his lens. Have you taken a detour, one that involves straying from the path he has marked for you? The choice to venture may seem familiar and welcoming at first, but after a time becomes ever so distant from his teaching and direction. A slow departure at first that has turned into a place so far, you aren't sure how you got there. Anyone? He will guide you back and continue to give you direction. Talk to him and be near him. Hear him giving you instruction that will get you back on track. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. In all circumstances, he is patiently waiting but is never aggravated or upset. You and I can never get to a place that is too far from God's mercy, grace, and love. He waits for us with open arms and a love that surpasses all understanding. Nothing can separate us from the love that is in Jesus. My prayer is that we should all have that childlike confidence and always know where we are, in the arms of the Father. Today's scripture references are found in the show notes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please click the subscribe button and give us a rating. Remember, sharing this podcast is a great way to encourage a friend.